0: Welcome, everybody, to Dark Feather Gaming. This is our gaming news podcast, episode 49. This, of course, is Thor, and here
1: with... Doc and Sasquatch Senpai.
0: So this week, let's open things up by talking about a company that is putting... The company that is putting video <clears throat> that is putting video ads in games and EA has already signed up.
1: Yeah,
0: because of
2: course um, they have. <laughs> yup. Yeah. Uh,
1: so yeah, Axios is a company. Is the company responsible for this sort of um, platform that can be thrown within various games? um and according to one of their own reports electronic arts has recently struck a deal with them related to in-game related to an in-game advertising system called player 1 so player then w o n cuz they're trying to be <laughs> you know trying to be cute with it mm. um but it's supposed to bring video ad tech to console and pc games um now EA has also said this is not true and has released their own statement on what they're actually doing with that. Um, what player one is supposed to actually do um, is it's supposed to be part of EA Play Live which allows, allows you to watch in-game ads if you would like and receive special in-game items in exchange for that time. Hmm. Um, so As it stands currently, there are no plans from EA to, you know, throw five minute advertisements between your games and your $60 game you bought from them. (laughs) That would be so jacked. Who knows in the future? (laughs) (laughs) That would be so Oh, yeah, who knows? And so, like, yeah, this is it's supposed to let you the play live is supposed to the play live and using Axios's system um it's supposed to allow you to play the game like normal or uh, pay for your in-game item packs or whatnot or loot like you know every game pretty much currently has anymore or you can watch an advert here or there to earn up to uh get those items which honestly if it's voluntary for something like that i don't give a shit they can go ahead and do that all they want because ea will make money from it um the player base will just spend a little bit of our time here or there, not having to spend any extra money on it. So it's a win win for both parties in that case. Mm. But if it's just going to be some forced sort of advertising within video game intermissions, then we really got an issue with that because that's just kind of that's just really scummy. And we saw that with like NBA 2K last year. Um, we're seeing that with a few games on the Oculus store as it currently is with Facebook as well. So Mm -hmm. and uh, none of those have any sort of good reception when it's not an opt in program and you're watching advertisements on your five (laughs) hundred dollar console in your sixty dollar game.
0: I don't know if anyone's going to do it, though, it's going to be EA, and that's
1: all I know. They have a they are definitely the first people to have been said to sign up for it. Mm. But uh, what they're doing with it seems a little bit different than the public perception of what they would do with it immediately. So that's at least good. Mm.
0: And so speaking of EA, it looks like um, they have a new plan to let you watch uh, – or no, you just <laughs> you just went over Yeah, that. I just threw all three the same one, yeah. Um, so NetherRealm, though, um, has confirmed that Mortal Kombat 11 content is done, um, and I wasn't able to read this article, though I am interested because I'm a huge Mortal Kombat fan. Um, I'm taking this to mean just at face value that we're going to start positioning in a Mortal Kombat 12, I'm guessing. Is yeah, that what they mean, so, their seasons are coming to an end?
1: Yeah, the new content for Mortal Kombat 11 is done, um, okay. especially after the release of Ultimate and a couple more packs for that. Mm-hmm. They're they said that they're officially um, done supporting new DLC for the game, including characters after two years of, of the game uh, being out. Um, and so Ed Boon also tweeted something similar. Um, and it seems like they are currently moving on to their next project. And some people seem to think that this is a Marvel fighting game for the next gen consoles, which would kind of be interesting. Uh, so maybe we'll get a, a Marvel, a Marvel fighting game akin to like. Um, uh, Injustice or Mortal Combat versus DC Universe, stuff like that.
0: I'd be into that. I'd be
1: into
2: Marvel Injustice. I just really wanted Justice three. <laughs> It needs to have rollback. <laughs> so uh, tell Just, me. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say at this point, any fighting game that doesn't come out with rollback is probably not doing itself any <laughs> favors.
0: So um, tell me about phase, clicking, phase Clan kicking a member and suspending three more for cryptocurrency scam.
1: Yeah, so it seems like a couple members... <clears throat> of the FaZe Clan, which is a popular uh, co- online content creation group. Um, I think they do like a few actual uh, esports events and stuff, too. Oh, but, uh, yeah,
0: they do a ton. They're, they're also the uh, founders of GFuel.
1: Hmm. Well, uh, hopefully this won't affect that, then.
0: I doubt <laughs> it. That's it's become a whole separate entity now. It was just like originally okay. it was founded by members of the Phase Clan. OK. Anyways,
1: well, keep going. <clears throat> FaZe members K, Jarvis, Nikon, and Tiko um, were involved in the launch of a few alt coins, uh, various cryptocurrencies, and they were responsible for various pump and dump uh, cryptocurrency schemes, which... This isn't a regulated space yet. So there's not much that can be done for it, aside from other lawsuits and then various law enforcements jumping in. Mm. But it does. Typically, this would violate a lot of antitrust. uh, Antitrust laws, like if people were doing this with stocks, it's a it's a huge thing in stocks. The. um, FTC does not like this at all. But what they were doing was. They would create altcoins using um, the Ethereum mining network. They would advertise for them saying, hey, here's this, here's this. They get people to buy into them. And then once they hit a certain point, they would sell out all of their shares on the back end. Uh, pretty much they would start something, mm. buy into it, wait for people, uh, advertise it to younger people, um, <laughs> take advantage of their viewer base and everyone who watched any of their content online. And then once it hit a certain point, would dump it and sell it and <laughs> leave everyone else with a worthless uh, chunk of uh, Internet this data. Fucked up. And uh, what makes this even kind of worse is that <laughs> they were also doing one that was supposedly for uh, that was supposedly a nonprofit for um, orphans and other children in need. And they did the same exact thing with this one, and that is the coin the uh, altcoin that tipped off a few people. Um, I saw a few videos floating around on YouTube talking about this scheme between all of them. And lo and behold, a couple days after that, uh, these four members were hmm. suspended and/ or kicked out, so clearly they were doing something nefarious. yeah, but. Wow. Wow. Huh. And uh none of these and none of these members who were suspended or kicked have even made a public statement on this at all. So I doubt. Probably guilty. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: Riot has made some chill beats for creators to stream to.
1: Yeah, so the uh, interwebs are becoming kind of packed with uh DMCA takedowns and everything for people who mm-hmm. Um, stream, make online content, uh, anything like that. Mm. So what riot has done is exactly what you said. They have made a thirty seven track album that is available on all major streaming platforms um, that is uh, copy it's copyrighted, but everyone uh, t- everyone has the right to stream it in their streams or use the music in their their videos or whatever they happen to be doing. Nice. Um, it's called session. Session Vi, um, uh, named after their lead character Vi. So, yeah. Um, This is from Riot's head of music, Toa Dunn. And he says it's supposed to reflect a day in her life, but it's just like an electronic EDM, you know, 37 soundtrack. But, yeah, Mm -hmm. whatever. That's what most people listen to anymore, especially if they're streaming or stuff. So, neat. And this kind of makes sense because Riot has their own, like, little pop hip hop groups with uh, KDA and their true damage. And they've released full albums and everything for these two groups. Um, They appear at their esports competitions. So this comes at a nice time for uh, content creators, probably particularly those who play any sort of Riot Games um, to have some free music to be able to play to. Um, There are a couple of groups on the Internet that do provide music in this sort of fashion to content creators because, you know, by word of mouth, they make money as well. Mm. So uh, Riot's jumping in on that bandwagon pretty quickly. Uh, I'm not saying it's they're jumping on the bandwagon. It's any sort of nefarious plans, but it's just definitely something cool for them to do, especially as a larger uh, developer and publisher. So, yeah.
0: So, moving into some Sony news and PlayStation, um, Sony's going to keep selling PSP games on PS3 and PS Vita stores.
1: Yep. Um, so, this is coming kind of like the reversal of closing down the PS3 store and the PS Vita store. Um, the PSP store itself was closing. However, you will still be able to purchase PSP games through the PS3 and PS Vita storefronts. Um, However, any sort of in-game purchases within those games will not be available. Mm. But this is still better than not being able to purchase those games at all. Yeah. So it seems like amid public outcry for people not being able to access their their libraries or maybe purchase an older game, um, looking at you, Sony, make a new patapon or something, and uh, so you'll now be able to keep purchasing these games, at least their digital versions, through various other stores. Sign into your account on your PSP and then download them from there. Nice.
0: And as far as the state of play, it was, I mean, we, it was, I mean, we all knew it was coming and I was fairly underwhelmed. They said we were supposed to get some info from a lot of uh, new games. I mean, there, there just wasn't that much shown. I don't think it was a little disappointing just because Like, even some of the – like, the big part of what they were wanting to show was uh, Deathloop gameplay, and they showed a bunch of gameplay, and it was a a game – like, 90% of it was gameplay we'd already seen before. Um, It was just, like, gameplay that had mechanics, and then there was was director's commentary on how these mechanics work and some more information about them. But it just – it felt – I don't know. It felt kind of forced. It felt very, very, like – Alright, well hey shit guys, we gotta get this pumped out by this day. Give us something. Um uh, I haven't been in, like thoroughly impressed by state of plays in general though this year. Uh so did you guys catch it at all?
1: I did not. I did not, but I've seen a ton on Deathloop already to know I want it. Yeah. <laughs> And it's and
0: they they showed um like they spent a long time showing the Death Stranding um director's cut. Uh I don't know. It just it it, it, it fell short. They didn't show anything like new or exciting. Like usually even on the ones that fell kind of short, the very end they would end it with something kind of exciting. Um and it it, it ended with a very unceremonious boop and that was it. So
1: they're taking hints from Nintendo Direct. <laughs> <laughs> so Activision. Sometimes it'll be stuff you like. <laughs> Sometimes it won't. Yeah.
0: So Activision Blizzard clarifies reports about Play
1: Studios. Yes. So, um, there was a report that they invested a hundred million dollars into Play Studios. And um, this was shortly after they merged with another company. Um, but it turns out they did not. Um, they owned interest. They owned interest already in the original Play Studios. And with them merging with. Uh, them merging with oh God, ACs, Assies? I don't know. I think it's ACs. When they merged with this, it came back up again as they were investing money. to this this new company being formed. Um, what this is is Play Studios is a larger uh mobile game developer, so it kind of looked like Activision Blizzard was going to be moving, trying to move more into the mobile area. Hmm. But uh, with all the lashback from uh, you have a phone, don't you? Uh, hmm. and uh, Diablo Immortal, it seems like they're not currently moving anything else into mobile gaming, uh, immediately. Um, this does not mean. That excuse me, I uh, belch on my end. <laughs> uh, it does not seem like they're moving anything for f- further forward into the mobile platform. Mm. and um,
0: speaking of some backlash, uh, despite backlash, Humble Bundle is reintroducing a cap on charity
1: yeah. So previously, when you purchased the bundle from Humble Bundle, you'd be able to, there'd be a couple sliders. You'd be able to send money to the game developer. You'd be able to send money to Humble Bundle themselves, and you'd be able to send money to a charity. And you can adjust those sliders however you wanted. Um, earlier in the year, they began, they they did a little bit of testing on the sliders where they would limit the output, uh, the remaining output to 70% split between both the developer and the charity being sponsored, with 30% of the cut going to Humble Bundle. They took feedback from that, they reversed it, and they are now implementing a 15% uh, minimum cut to Humble the Humble store themselves. Um, Some people are really upset by this. Um, I think it's fine. Um, They do still have to buy everything and then sell it on their storefront. But yeah, so the change was kind of rolled back, and then kind of rolled back hmm. again, but at a less extreme margin. Yeah. But I honestly feel like everything you get from them in their bundles is a great deal, anyways. And I usually, I mean, if it's already set at fifteen percent, I'll just leave it there, and then split the last eighty-five between a charity and the developers, mm-hmm. depending on the bundle and whatnot. So.
0: And NIS America to raise PC game prices July nineteenth, and I think we just talked about this last week about <clears throat> the possibility of this coming one day or another too. Uh
1: yeah, and this isn't even—they're just going across their entire database as well. Um, so like the SKA PC will is uh, $14.99 currently, but from July 19th onward, it'll be raised to nineteen ninety nine. Oh, so it's um, not just 60 to 70 No, it's all current games are having their oh. prices raised. Um, so like Labyrinth of Refrain, Covenant of Dusk is going from $29.99 to $49.99. Um, Phantom Brave PC going from $4.99 to $19.99. There's a lot of there's, there's a bunch of just random markups here too. So, um, and this is just kind of awkward because a lot of these titles aren't really new and they've just you know the prices have been reduced as the years have gone on like you know games do as a yeah. game gets older you reduce yeah. the price to try to sell more copies well they're just bumping every single cop every single game up in price again so hmm. um, this might be because uh, NIS is might be close to bankruptcy um they've been struggling a little bit since 2019 um so who knows yeah hmm. but it's definitely not a uh, <clears throat> a good look for uh nippon eg software yeah so So Final
0: Fantasy 14 has also just broken its concurrent player record on Steam. I think you just mentioned it did again yet again today, too, right? Uh,
1: not today. I think it was yesterday or the day uh, okay. before. So it's uh, this is kind of on the heels of uh, definitely on the heels of Asmengold, uh one of the more popular World of Warcraft streamers, um, deciding he wants to play other MMOs. And so this followed that it's the steam concurrent player count. Um, it beat its previous record of 41,200, which was set in 2020. And the first record it broke, what, it became 47,542. And then it became 51,000 and some change. So definitely bumping up there. Um, definitely worth trying, especially since those are definitely counting the free trial version players. But mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot in that free trial.
0: Yeah, that is true. And if you hadn't heard about that, that was that was intense too, because he had just he jumped onto Final Fantasy XIV and was just barraged by people, uh, which even led to someone getting banned because they were in one of those giant whale mounts and just in the way for literally hours.
1: <laughs> like
0: blocking Don't him from being people. able to like touch MP or re- interact with NPCs
1: and shit oh just hold down X you, you'll interact with them. you just won't see them. <laughs> 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 but uh yeah there's a lot of stuff going on with that I think like even a uh, blizzard uh, a blizzard project lead said Asmongold was a toxic asshole in a tweet <laughs> <So> <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> he has, he's not wrong <laughs>
2: But he's also since uh, deleted the tweet and uh,
1: made his account private. <laughs> yes, uh, he reached I, some back as Gold does have his fans. I, I'm sure he released a lot. He got a lot of backlash from that himself. I just thought it was funny and I didn't think he was wrong, mm. <laughs> but he probably should not have done that publicly <laughs> being in the position yeah. he is. <laughs> you
0: got to learn what to and not to say in public when you have positions like that.
1: But yeah, I think that entire server, the captar server was just down a lot of the time from Um, uh, just people overloading it, trying to play. So, yeah. Yeah, Uh, but he seems to be enjoying it from everything I've seen, so.
0: And yeah, that's probably has that's just going to continue to make those peaks go up because it's going to become more and more popular with streamers as they jump over and.
1: I mean, he's just the largest one. There have been a ton of other prominent uh, World of Warcraft streamers who just jumped ship because it was like, it's almost, uh, Chains of Domination has launched now, but it had almost been a full year uh, since the last major patch in World of Warcraft. And and then it had officially taken over like the longest little patches. And that's including between like uh, the final, the final patch of a deal of a expansion and new expansion even so wow it was a long lull of no content yeah so people jump ship and look for something fun to do yeah why not go for an mmo that has other people playing it and has plenty to do i guess
0: (laughs) yeah there's like i said after what like seven eight years i'm still finding new shit to check out and do so So Atari wants to make a pre wants to make premium PC games again.
1: Yeah, um, they are now moving away from its phone first model, which they had just moved into <laughs> last year. Um, they want to move away. From in favor of a quote, a strong pipeline of premium games for PCs and consoles. Um, they want to create they want to. Con- they're going to continue work on their successful games with a loyal user base, and uh, those will be allowed to stick around. So, hmm. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they want to. They want to work on their uh, huge cat. Their huge catalog of proprietary proprietary games that they own, and create new uh, new games in these franchises um, to release on. Uh, consoles, PC, everywhere else aside from <laughs> mobile, it seems. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the company is completely exiting its Atari casino businesses in Africa, um, as well as scaling down on their TV interests. So they're really moving back into the gaming space completely. And this is on the heels of uh, I think they had an Atari retro system just release as well. Um, but yeah, and a quote from their CEO, Wade J. Rosen, he said our intent in any gaming experience is to provide accessible and joyful moments of meaningful play. That's the core of Atari and what binds our history with our future. To that end, we feel premium gaming is better representative, is, is better representative of this type of gaming experience and the Atari DNA. Despite this new focus on premium gaming, we remain committed to growing and expanding our successful free to play games that that have hit the market. So anything nice. that is successful, that's working, they'll continue to support for their fans. But they're also looking to move back more into just the gaming space You see most developers and publishers in.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, I don't know. I, I'm excited to see that. I think that could be really it's promising the news is anyways we'll see what happens i don't know yeah so streets of rage 4's first major dlc to arrive july
2: 15th yep mr x nightmare for streets of rage 4 uh coming out in not 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 very long like a week nice um I'm looking forward to it. There'll be three new characters, couple a uh, couple new modes, and then all new story content. Uh, it'll include the new training system, uh, color palette options, and a Mania Plus difficulty. Yeah, nice. So I'm pretty hyped for that. We're also getting the uh, the Swordfish weapon. <laughs> nice.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty excited. A, my buddy is getting the game, and it's going to be our next co-op game we play through. Normally nice. we stream co-op games, and that'll be the next one. I convinced him. Streets of Rage 4 is way, the way to go.
2: Definitely is. I'm, I'm looking forward to playing it.
1: Nice.
0: And Robocop Rogue City has been announced for PC and consoles. Yep.
1: Um, It's release date is set a little bit far out um, in 2023. Um, But we did get a trailer talking about the state of uh, old Detroit. Uh, You get pretty much a short synopsis, a uh, plot, the uh, platforms the game will be launching on. Um, It'll be available on Steam uh, as the PC platform. Uh, Pretty much. Not too much, but the fact that there's a RoboCop game on mm-hmm. the way, which will probably be gory, violence, and visceral, and honestly, probably pretty cool as long as they do it justice in a sort of way. But uh, the rundown of the game is as follows. Become the iconic part-man, part-machine, all-cop hero as you attempt to bring justice to the dangerous, crime-ridden streets of Old Detroit. Armed with your trusty Auto 9 factory-built strength, years of experience of the Force, and a variety of tools at your disposal, you will fight forces seeking to destroy the city you call home in an all-new first-person explosive hunt for the truth. You have the power to decide how to fulfill prime directives in your own way, but as the story unfolds, proceed with caution because corruption and greed know no limits. Hmm. so it's a typical robocop <laughs> yeah okay
2: interesting hopefully you can shoot the dicks off of enemies <laughs>
1: absolutely it's like a requirement so some more good <laughs> right news. between the ladies <laughs> right <laughs> between the ladies legs right in the <laughs> dude's dick <laughs> fucking opening scene <laughs>
0: So some more good news. Um, Official Mass Effect body pillows are back in stock. I'm glad you think this is good news, Thor. I'm just quoting the headline, (laughs) friend. I'm just quoting the
1: headline. I I thought it was funny, but uh, I thought it was really funny seeing that these, of all things, had their body pillows in the Mass Effect universe, but it is for Garrus and uh, Talizora. So if you want a standard body pillow of 20 by 54 inches and you want a new uh, pillowcase for them, you can cuddle up to Hmm. Garrus and Tally Zora now officially. Um, They are (laughs) tasteful, as in probably ways from an official Mass Effect store. So no nudity for you. No Garrus, (laughs) but but. As far as body pillows go, they're really cheap. They're $35, so have at it, Garrus and Tally (laughs) Zim since. Get yourselves a pillow. <laughs> oh
0: man. Uh, so my what the fuck? So Minecraft <laughs> is an R rated game in South Korea now.
2: Yes.
1: I, I need yes, explanations. It
0: is. is it just because of online <laughs> interactions?
1: Online interactions? It interactions. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean probably, um, regardless of on, what game you play. <laughs> On top of that, Microsoft is also looking for a way to a a long term solution for um, existing and new players under 19 to be able to play the game in South Korea, which uh, 19 and older is the game required for R-rated mature content in South Korea. Um, What happened here is it comes down to the country's quote Cinderella law, which pulls the plug on any child or teen hoping to play games with, with their mates into the early hours of the morning. So if the game doesn't have any sort of restriction or time limit built into it, it automatically throws it into an R rating. Mm. So. um, So anyone this it's kind of a weird law that's been in place since 20 uh 2011. So it's supposed to stop anyone from playing games between midnight and 6 a.m. who is under 16. But. In 2012, this also an effect with Microsoft's uh, servers and accounts in the region also came into effect, which impacted the game in another way, meaning that you had to be 19 years or older to make a new account and start playing on the game. So Mm. and now going as far back as 2020, it starts up another (laughs) it started up and it's now officially R rated for everybody. So. But hmm. Minecraft is R-rated in South Korea. Oh, because you can play it between 12 a.m. and 6 a.m. Hmm. Interesting. And
0: looks like Tencent is now using facial recognition to stop children in China from gaming all night in that same kind of
1: theme. <clears throat> yeah, so they're hoping to use computer, phone, uh, built-in webcams on devices to recognize the facial structure of children and stop them from playing games past their bedtime. Um, this has kind of been a push that China's been doing is to restrict an overall usage of devices for gaming and the daily <laughs> during the day, mm-hmm. I, I guess, late in the night, early in the morning. So, um If children under the age of 18 try to play a game after 10 p.m. or before 8 a.m., they'll have to pass a check that uses the phone's camera to verify their identity and age. Um, It's supposed to. It's an extra measure that's supposed to help stop them from circumventing previous age gating methods. So. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know what they're supposed to do. Go outside and breathe (laughs) smog, I guess. I don't know. It's just China doing China things. Yeah,
0: nothing new there. So uh, Ubisoft is working on an Assassin's Creed Infinity, reportedly a Fortnite like evolving platform.
1: Um, I would say probably evolving platform is where it stops at being Fortnite like because Fortnite has a constantly Fortnite is probably the best games of service game there is out right now. Mm. Um, I guess Apex Legends would be up there with it as well, because there's constantly an evolving story, new updates to it. Um, the map changes a lot, stuff like that, like a, a good games a service style uh, deal going on. But Assassin's Creed Infinity is supposed to be kind of in that vein where you'll be able to play it. And then it's constantly updated with new storylines from different eras. Um, quickly after this leak, they did formally announce Assassin's Creed Infinity being in development. So... Nice. Um, it is being worked on by a few different uh, Ubisoft studios. So not many other details. Aside from that. <coughs> um, between the Montreal and Quebec teams specifically. Um, at the head of it will be Jonathan Dumont um, of Quebec, of Monter- uh, Ubisoft Quebec. He led projects Assassin's Creed Syndicate, Odyssey and um, Clint Hawking from Montreal. Uh, He led Far Cry 2, Splinter Cell Chaos Theory, and Watch Dogs Legion. So a lot of their uh, open world games. I guess those are all open world games. And uh, to quote from their official release, rather than continuing to pass the baton from game to game, we profoundly believe this is an opportunity for one of Ubisoft's most beloved franchises to evolve in a more integrated and collaborative manner that's less centered on studios and more focused on talent and leadership, no matter where they are within Ubisoft. So the way they worded that makes a ton of sense. You just have people come in, work on the project, not have it restricted to one single developer um, because, you know, hey, this studio in this city has it. Mm-hmm. And they can just bring people in and out and work on the project for various parts. If it works great, they can come back later. Um, you can throw new people here or there to give them a break from whatever they're currently working on. Just get new blood in there. And that always helps as well. So yeah. This, however, um, So, yeah, it's it's still going to be a while, probably for uh, Assassin's Creed Infinity, since Odyssey has just been released and is still having it. Mm. But I wouldn't be surprised if Infinity is the next Assassin's Creed game and you'll just get to see like repeats of old Assassins you've played as, as well as new ones and new storylines. So.
0: And they've finally announced uh, a new trailer and details on the new upgraded version of the Nintendo Switch, albeit only a slight upgrade. Um, The uh, OLED model is about $50 MSRP more than the standard Switch model Um, at $350. It's going to be available October 8th. It's going to come with a dock with an ether port, uh, not unlike the normal switch. The only real big differences are uh, the screen is larger at seven inches. And then, of course, the Joy-Cons are larger, too, to fit that. Um, And it has enhanced audio. I'm not sure exactly what that means. It just says enjoy enhanced audio from the system's onboard speakers. Um, Probably just means
2: better speakers. yeah,
0: Yeah, that's what I assume. Um, and then the uh, internal storage has been doubled so there's 64 gigs of internal storage Um, and the original switch still has the like stand the kickstand right so that's not new and the tablet mode
1: Uh, it's a better kickstand the original kickstand was kind of tiny the new one looks like it's a lot a lot larger than like the Three inch by one inch little kick yeah. out. It looks like it's a, a oh, larger, okay. higher yeah. backside that more support. It's it's which more is like good.
0: a surface or something. It's the entire. It's yeah, the yeah. length of the actual thing, and it has adjustable things that you can stand it up, and it has an actual tablet mode. Um, that it goes into for multiplayer games so it's there's a couple small upgrades but what it boils down to is that if you're like me um and you're in the market and just now for getting a switch then it's probably worth the extra 50 dollars just for the storage space and for the larger screen but if you already own a switch then it's probably not
1: really worth the upgrade absolutely not um I guess the dock has an extra USB port because it's now on the outside. Yay!
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, it's it's. I I don't know. I don't expect too much generally at a current gen like version upgrades, but it's. Yeah, you'd think they, uh, they'd focus more on trying to get like new people who already own them to also like pawn that and buy a new one too. But it's looks like it's just like I said, it's good for people that don't have one yet, like me. I'm plenty excited, but I can see why totally everyone else one. isn't. Oh yeah, I'm definitely yeah. getting I was going to get a switch actually um here in a couple weeks. Um and now I'm just gonna kind of put it off till October and grab one of these. Um, So, for people in my position, then yeah, this is great. But for people like you, Doc, who, you know, it's just not enough of an upgrade, then it just falls short. So it's, uh, I mean, I don't know. On one side, they could have done more. But on the other side, if they did much more, then what would that have done to the price? Would it have made it $400? I don't know if I would have been as stoked to get it if it was that much more, you know? I don't know. So um, machine learning is now being used to
1: cheat in multiplayer games. Surprise, surprise. Yes. And uh, this works on consoles as well. Um, So from a Twitter account called the Anti-Cheat Police Department, they follow various uh, software hacks that can be used um, on PCs and various popular shooters. Uh, They found out that... There is actually a way to use it runs it through a capture card to your console, to a modified controller, which allows you to cheat on a console game because it's reading the screen in active time and then sending responses to your controller that's been modified or what needs to be done. So Hmm. it's not like automatic. You still need to like control your camera a bit here or there. But once you're within like a certain point of... A certain distance in game of your opponents or whatever, it'll automatically aim to their head and fire, or whatever sort of mode you want to put it on. Um, The problem with this is that it looks way more natural because the player is still, you know, providing most of the inputs required. Now it just looks like it's a high level of play that you'd see in Counter Strike or Valorant or any of these other games, which these games probably have this active in it as well now at this point. So.
0: And um, it looks like in Japan, we are gearing up for a new Pokemon themed park, nature park.
1: Yeah, it's an actual full on nature park where visitors will be able to search for Pokemon. That's pretty um, now these are they're going to be like hidden little garden gnome style things. Mm-hmm. Um, there'll be various different courses where they'll be able to spot Pokemon in the wild. So think like real life Pokemon snap. Oh, OK, yeah. Um, it's uh, it's called Pokemon Wonder, and it will be open from July 17th to August 3rd in 2022. Hmm. That's pretty neat. Yeah, uh, there's a really there's a really cool video on it. You can go out and uh, find just look up Pokemon Wonder on YouTube. Um, It goes about like how they make all the different Pokemon types, um, various like different stone or clay sculptures or wood sculptures. Um, There'll be clues that help you find these Pokemon, and they're going to have more than 50 types of Pokemon hidden across the park. So nice. And then
0: speaking of Pokemon, for our last news update of the night, uh, some Pokemon Go updates. Uh, For those who don't know, it is the fifth anniversary of Pokemon Go, and their fifth anniversary event kicked off uh, just on Tuesday, July 6th, and is going to go until Thursday, July 15th. So there's quite a few different things going on. there's flying Pikachu's uh, with uh, that are kind of u- that are flying with balloons that are appearing um, that are really campy to find. Um, there's some special special research that involves catching all of the starter Pokemon as well as a higher chance to encounter those starter Pokemon. Um, so you can co- complete that challenge uh, collection for. Uh, different wards and medals as always Um, remember the in-game fireworks from Pokemon go or in the in-game fireworks uh, from Pokemon go fest last year are back as well. Um, So look for those. And while you're looking out for those, remember um, that they have some new in-game sky effects as well. And I think that's kind of what they're trying to feature in there. Um, And they have the uh, kind of special research that you can purchase as well for $1 to get some extra stuff for the Pokemon Go Fest coming up. So there's a lot of stuff going on in Pokemon Go right now in the summer, so make sure you uh, keep tuned in for it. And that's going to do it for our news updates. Uh, What have you been playing this last week
1: there, Sasquatch? Um... Uh, when I've had time or have been playing anything, I've been playing a lot of Valorant or uh Final Fantasy 14. I've been doing a bit of that as well, so leveling up my free Sage healer for some reason.
0: <laughs> How about you, Doc? What have you been playing?
2: Uh, Guilty Gear Strive, uh, Final Fantasy 14, Shin Megami Tensei 3. Nice, that's been pretty much it for the last few weeks now
0: i've been trying to get into a little bit more i just bought some games on the summer steam sale and i want to try and at least branch out a little bit more so i'm trying to get off of just final fantasy 14 and runescape all day and you know a couple other things um i got gauntlet i've put a couple hours now into gauntlet i bought it it was on sale both on steam and psn um and so i got it on both of them and have been playing and it's been a lot of fun um it's been a long time since i played a gauntlet game but it's pretty familiar still um i will definitely have to do a stream for that i got the four pack and sent you guys all some copies I so that we can that. get on there and uh play some it's it's a lot of fun i love gauntlet especially if you have a grip of people playing i've got one for both you guys and Dogsothoth so all four of us can jump on and like do actual runs Nice. Sh- All right, and it looks like that's going to do it for us for this week. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in. Don't forget to like and subscribe. You can find our main page at facebook.com slash darkfeathergaming and everything else in the comments and description below. Thanks so much, everyone, and have a great rest of your weekend. Have
1: a good night. Johnny.